It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome back to Petals of Support. This is Mama D. Tonight you get a solo episode, so just me, and I thought I would actually do something that I have not really done on here, which is talk about a little bit about what I used to do before I was Mama D. I've shared stuff on other podcasts as a guest, but I've really never gone into too much detail on here. So I'm going to do that tonight. But first, I want to once again, give a shout out to my friends at the McAvoy Ranch, which I just realized by reading one of their pamphlets. Again, they are located. This is so fun. The name of the town is Petaluma, California. Petal. So, you know, why I didn't catch on to that one before is beyond me, but I thought that was kind of fun and I hope I'm saying that correctly, but where I live, we're kind of far from California. So you gotta, gotta bear with me, but they have a 550 acre working ranch there where they make all these wonderful oil products. And I know I've talked about the cooking oil and I've talked about the oil I put in my salads. Tonight, I wanted to talk about the beauty products that they offer because as we know mommy is getting older and she could use a few things in her life to help her skin we all could actually but I've noticed that with age I get a little you know my skin gets drier dry is irritating I don't like big red spotchy marks on my face because my skin's dry and summer winter it doesn't really seem to matter I think it's just part of coming with age, which is just another annoying part of getting older. But if you go to their website, which will be in my show notes as always, you can go to their beauty products and they have hand lotions, they have soaps, they have oils for your face, they have oil, everything, anything you could want. And you know that because this is a family owned small business, I know 550 acres, lots of land but this is a small family owned business and you know that they take pride in what they create you know that they put effort they put time into their products so i really really suggest if you have some time and you're looking for something new give them a try check out their website make sure you use the code petals 15 
and that will give you 15% off of your order. All of that's in the show notes as well. But I highly, once again, suggest the McAvoy Ranch cooking oil, the extra virgin cooking oil, which is a way, way better way to cook. You get a better tasting product, but it's also better for you. So make sure you check out the McAvoy Ranch website. Everything is in the show notes. And if you place an order, say you heard, heard about them from me. So tonight's solo episode, as I said, will be about labels. Well, I didn't really say that, but that's what we're going to talk about. This is a topic that I actually talked about on two different podcasts. I was a guest first on Finding Your Way with the Beeps, and then I was a guest twice. It was one big long episode they cut into two parts because we talked for a long time on F My Work Life. Both of them excellent podcasts, and if you have a moment, please go check them out. Finding Your Way will make you feel good. It will give you kind of a different perspective on things, and I think we all need that sometimes, especially when we are feeling a little overwhelmed or a little scattered. And F My Work Life just gives us a laugh. It might help us remember that we either have it better at the workplace than we think we do, or maybe our workplace is quite boring and we need to live through other people's really horrible but funny stories. But when I went in both of the those podcasts, I said I would share stories about what I did before I was Mama D. And I was a the easiest way to say is I was a social worker. Wasn't really, but that is the easiest way to say it. And I worked with special treatment foster care kids. I don't talk much about that on my podcast because the advice that I gave to my clients would not be the same advice I would give to my kids or to my friends or family only because of circumstances. I was younger, so I had a different view. I have gotten different perspectives as I have grown, as we all do, different life experiences that have helped me see things a little bit different, but also the struggles that my clients were going through are things that, thankfully, my kids have not had to experience. So the situations that my clients were facing are very different than the situations that my own children are facing and my friends and my family. So it seemed kind of odd to share advice from that life. Then the more I thought about it, and I enjoyed being a guest on those two podcasts, and if you listened, I hope it came across that I enjoyed being on there. It's a struggle though for me because there's a lot of feelings that come up when I talk about those stories and I share those stories because it was not an easy job. It broke me down quite often, but it also built me up to be who I am today. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to work in the field that I worked in with the people I worked with and the clients that I had. I'm grateful for all of that and the memories I have, whether they're good memories or bad memories. As I shared my stories, though, on both of those podcasts, I realized that the theme for at least on finding your way, that theme, but then one story that I shared on F My Work Life, the theme was labels. And I thought tonight, maybe I would take a moment to just share 
a little advice on labels. Whether we are given the labels or whether we find ourselves giving labels to others or we hear of a label and we allow that to cloud our judgment. Labels have a purpose. At least they did back when I was working. I needed to know where I was starting from with my clients. When I would get a client and I often worked with the teenagers. That's just who I seem to connect better with. I had some young ones. It was a little bit more of a struggle for me. I really did seem to work better with the teenagers and then even the ones that were over 18 because they did not always immediately leave the system. But I would, when I would get a new client, get a file. Because of what I did, I needed their complete file, which would be everything from school to doctors, medical, psychologists, psychiatrists, any inpatient that they had to do, any jail they had, any records they had, I got all of it. I would go into this room we had where everything back then was not necessarily on the computers like they are now. Things were not just where you could pull up a file. We actually had this room with a locked door that had just filing cabinets. So I would go in there and pull the file of my new client. I would sit down on the floor, this was just my habit, and lay it all out in front of me and read. I wanted to make sure that I did not miss anything and I wanted to do it all in one sitting because in my job, I would get phone calls if I was at my desk. A lot of crisis would pop up and you had to stop what you were doing and deal with it. So I would often just take myself away from my desk and have this moment to really sit and read and absorb what I was going to be, I guess, dealing with. It sounds a horrible way to say it, but I needed to know who my new client was going to be and what kind of treatment plan we needed to come up with, what I could offer to the situation, and maybe what I needed to get advice on from my supervisor or other coworkers. Because some things were definitely, every, every day was a new day. But some things were kind of similar, but some things... I, were just over my head and I knew that I was young and that I needed to ask for help. I needed to ask for advice. The labels I would read though gave me that starting point. I was able to understand who to some degree was coming into my caseload. I could then maybe figure out where to place these children because I often would find the foster home that they would go to. And we had special treatment foster parents who had gone through a certain amount of extra training over what a quote unquote regular foster parent would go through because what we needed our special treatment foster parents to do was beyond what a typical foster home would require just in the visits, the appointments, the drama alone. There wasn't a lot of interaction with the biological parents at this point. Usually they were not necessarily out of the child's life, but it had been deemed by courts that they could not sometimes even have supervised visits because it was not safe for the child mentally and sometimes physically. They needed to really be separated from the biological family. So we had these foster parents, special treatment foster parents that would have to take on a client who was angry, 
who had a bag of medication that they had to take, had a list of appointments they had to make, and you knew that whatever school system you put them in, you're getting phone calls. So it was a commitment, and most of our foster parents were wonderful people. They had hearts of gold, they had patients that went on for days. There were occasionally those people who signed up for this program because being special treatment foster parent meant more money because it was more work and they deserved. They deserved way more than they got paid. But we had people who saw the money and thought, well, this is, you know, I want that and I, I can put up with anything until they had to put up with it and then they didn't want you anymore. Those foster parents, the special treatment foster parents, got a basic idea of what the child needed when they came into their home. They heard the labels. They had to hear the labels because they had to know what medication they were giving these kids. They had to know what the process was. They had to know what the routine was. And the labels helped for that. You have to know where you're starting from sometimes. The problem with labels is that a label is just one thing. A label doesn't make somebody. I heard a lot of labels for each of the kids I had because unfortunately, when it comes to mental illness, one label can lead to another. It's very rare that a client was just diagnosed with one mental illness and often the medication they were on weirdly enough brought on other things there's always you see on tv where they say if you take this it can cause this these are side effects those side effects happen we saw them and that could unfortunately lead to more medication which is just this cycle that makes no sense unless you have had a client who has somehow cheeked their medication for a period of time and is no longer on the medicine they need and all of a sudden you see the mental illness peeking out and it can be scary it can be scary for them it can be scary for the foster home it can be scary for you as you're looking at someone who is not able to control themselves, who is not able to control their emotions, who is overwhelmed, scared, angry, and is letting it all out at once. So there's a need for medication. I will always say that. I think there's also a need for therapy. I think therapy should go hand in hand in medication. And for some of those clients, I hope that now that they're older and able to make their own decisions and are out of the system that they were placed in and hopefully hopefully away from that biological family maybe through therapy and through help they are no longer on those medications but there are some who I hope they're on it I hope they're still on it for the sake of everyone around them and all of society I hope they're still on it but going back to the label if you just went off the paperwork I was given you would read things that broke your heart but they also put fear in you when you read sometimes the choices that some of these kids had made that were bad that were bad for them that were bad for people around them the time that they would have to go to a juvenile detention center the time that they needed inpatient care the threats they made towards other people the threats that they actually acted upon you'd read this 
and the label became at first who they were and maybe you were scared of them. I know there was a couple kids I will openly, openly admit I was frightened of. Even on their medication, I was frightened of them. I know where they are now and whether I think that that's where they should be, I think people change. I think people grow. I'm just not too sure that they unfortunately were able to considering the past that they had and considering what would happen to them as soon as they left the system. They did not have a support system that kept going and unfortunately we couldn't offer that to them and neither could their county. There's just so many kids. There's so many clients. But we can't use the label to determine who somebody is. Whether it is a label that someone's given you, it is not who you are. It might be a part of you. It might be a small part of you, a big part of you. It might be a defining part of you, but it's not totally who you are. And when you put a label on somebody else, it is not who they are. You have to give people chances. You cannot read a file and write somebody off. You can't hear a story from somebody else's mouth about a situation they saw and think that that determines who that person is or whomever they're talking about. You can't listen to gossip and take it as fact. You have to give people a chance. And I learned that. I learned that and many, many other things. But I think the labels thing is something that will always stick with me. Because I learned. I learned in my 20s. I wish I had learned earlier, but maybe I wasn't ready to learn that. Maybe this is what I needed to do to learn it. And that's why I am who I am now. But I learned that, yes, you could know a person's past. You could read every documented form there was. You could know what they did in school and who their friends were and what homes they lived in and what poor decisions they might have made there or what excellent decisions they had made there. You could know all of that, but you still didn't know the person. You didn't know what the person was going to truly be in their future and you had to give them a chance. And if, if they ended up I don't know if the word would be disappointing you because you had hope. I don't know if the word would be fulfilling a prophecy because these kids heard the labels. Just like you might hear labels people put on you or people you're putting labels on hear those labels and they give up. These kids heard the labels they were given. Not only were they a foster care kid. But they were the victims of anything from sexual abuse to physical abuse to mental abuse to all three plus more. And they heard that. They heard those labels and they knew everybody knew those. And they thought people looked at them with clouded eyes. And you know what? I think people did. A lot of people did. I could share many stories and I have shared stories of people that just took the file, just took the labels, and that's what it was. And these kids decided to throw in the towel. That's who you think I am. That's who I'll be. What's the point? You've already judged me. You've already labeled me. You've already decided what my future will be. Why fight it? Plus, sometimes making the bad choices and doing the things that you shouldn't be doing is way more fun 
than proving people wrong because that's work. Sometimes it's just easier to do it. Go with what they say. Not all the kids were like that. But if we put someone in a position to think that we see them that way and that we're not willing to give them a chance, sometimes that's exactly who they end up being. So tonight's advice, based on those podcasts that I was a guest on that kind of opened up a whole lot of thinking on my part, things that I had pushed down because it was hard for me. It was hard for me to see what I saw. It broke me many times and that's why I have that odd, dark sense of humor. That's why I joke a lot more than I probably should. I have allowed a lot of that to kind of get pushed down and become who I am now. But talking about those stories was good for me. I hope that maybe sharing my thoughts on labels and the negativity of them, the reason for them at first, but why we shouldn't let them rule everything, maybe that's helpful to some and that's the advice. The advice is that if someone has put a label on you, it is not who you are. You do not have to fulfill that prophecy. You do not have to just give up and throw in the towel and say, if that's, if that's as much as you think of me, fine, that's who I'll be. You don't have to do that. Prove them wrong. Be one of my clients in a way that proved everyone wrong and made me so, so proud of what they were able to do because they allowed sometimes that negative thought, those clouded eyes to be their fuel to rise above so then they could look back and say who failed who if you're somebody who's putting labels on other people stop you might know their story their past and yes if we know somebody's past especially if it's a bad past in a way especially if it's warning red flags i am not saying to just say hey You know, every day is a new day. We're going to keep trusting you 100% as you do the same things over again. I am not saying to do that. But I'm also saying to remember that what labels you hear about somebody and what labels you put on someone might define who they were in the past, might be a good starting point. Maybe you want to put up a little bit of a wall until you get to know them better, until you see a change that makes you feel comfortable with them. But everyone deserves a chance. Everyone deserves to be seen with clear eyes. Everyone around them realize that a label isn't who you are. A label is just one thing. If you don't like the label someone's given to you, prove them wrong. And if you're giving labels to people, stop. You don't know. How can you know what their future will be? How do you know what tomorrow for them will be? If you have any thoughts or opinions on this episode, if you would like to hear more about what I used to do, if that's a topic or questions you would like me to cover, reach out. Send me an email, petals.s at aol.com. Let me know what you'd like to hear about. I'm always open for topic suggestions and questions. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Petals of Support. 
please, if you have some time, rate and review this episode. I don't have many reviews on Apple and Spotify and all those. I don't know why. I wish people would just give me a little bit of love. So if you have some time, please, five stars, if you can. If you agree with five stars, please go out and rate and review this episode. Subscribe. I will have all the information in the show notes. I hope you have an excellent, excellent week. I'll be back next week. And I love you all. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jay Jones over at the Two Penny Podcast, and I just want to take a minute and let you know that if you are new to the podcasting world, and that may be you haven't even started your show yet, or you have started it, or maybe you just have an idea that you would like to get into production, well, I highly recommend checking out the folks over at Unfiltered Studios. And uh, you can find them at unfpod.com. And, uh, you know, whether it be you need help with audio, video, equipment, distribution, graphic design, anything and everything that comes to podcasting, you can reach out to the guys at Unfiltered Studios and they'll be willing to help. And that's at absolutely no charge to you. 100% free. It's very easy and it's very good. Um, they have tons of experience and uh, very responsive. When I first started out, they helped me a great deal and I'm very appreciative. And um, so, yeah, head on over to unfpod.com and check out the Unfiltered Studios and start your show today. Um, they'll find a way to help you out. I promise you that. So, yeah, we'll see you soon. And don't forget, check out my podcast, The Two Penny each and every Friday. All right, we'll be seeing you. Best of luck. Bye. Yeah, that was all me with help of the Unfiltered Studios. <laughs> all right, see ya.